Ahoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. I am your host, Bob Mackey. Who else is here today? Ah, uh, Christopher Antista, host of The Laser Time Show. And? Henry Gilbert of Cape Crisis fame. And I'm Dave Rudden, and I didn't like the, the Raven that much. Oh, man. God, you're an idiot. Yeah. Get that out there immediately. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what people's issue is. That I didn't like a classic poem. We'll get <laughs> well, to it. Yes. We'll get yeah. to it. Uh, we made, <laughs> spoilers. This episode we're doing today, or this week, is Treehouse of Horror, which aired on October 25th, 1990. Actually, close to Halloween. Chris, what happened on this mystical day in history? Oh, Bobby, this week in Simpsons News, uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the Oakland Athletics battle it out in the World Series. Fantasia has been re-released for the night time uh, against some stiff competition for Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas, and Angela Lansbury announces her intention to leave Murder, She Wrote. It would go on for another six years. What the hell? her? Was she just told no, up she just money? resigned. No, she I mean. pulled out... Okay, again, this is we do this to emphasize how fucking old The Simpsons is. Uh, she had gotten tired of doing it and kind of pulled back and diminished her role. The show kept oh. going. She eventually came back, was given more money, executive producer stuff. The show went a lot longer. And we can we cover this on Talking Murder, She Wrote. And I just yeah. want to plug my friend Carolyn. She came up with a great drinking game when watching Murder, She Wrote, which is on Netflix. Drink every time someone calls her lady. Listen, lady. Listen, lady. <laughs> That's the ultimate insult she if just, you're a aging woman. She's just I guess. investigating everything, and everybody's pissed at her all the time. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I think much like Murder God, She Wrote, lady. they needed to warn people about the violence in The Simpsons too. That's right? great because yeah. a little bit of behind the scenes, the way I watch these episodes because I'm usually capturing sounds. Henry did today. Mm-hmm. Um, is be, I downloaded a torrent file just because it's easier for me to deal with. I own these, trust me. I not only own them on disc, I own the Amazon versions, yeah. but it, no buffering, no disc spinning, just to rewind them back. So, like, my whole file is just the first frame of The Simpsons. Clouds, 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 clouds. In the middle, Marge in front of a curtain. Mm-hmm. You get the, the Halloween, the thumbnail mm-hmm. of the Halloween episode, and that's probably how most of you are watching these right now. Thumbnail mm-hmm. for Marge sticks out like a sore thumb. It does. Well, and, yeah, do you got? I mean, you guys want to hear the Marge intro? I do. Yes. Everyone, you know, Halloween is a very strange holiday. Personally, I don't understand it. Kids worshiping ghosts, pretending to be devils, things on TV that are completely inappropriate for younger viewers. Things like the following half hour. Nothing seems to bother my kids, but tonight's show, which I totally wash my hands of, is really scary. So if you have sensitive children, maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow. Thanks for your attention. A lesson Marge would not follow herself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I do love... I didn't realize as a kid, because I have this episode memorized. I love this episode. This mm-hmm. is the episode... The next episode mm-hmm. is the first one I ever recorded, because I was like, I need these in my life, and I want to watch them once a day. You love yeah. Treehouse of Ours so much. I did. You had to I did. So I said, I, but like, I didn't realize that that is an earnest warning to the viewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, there was still controversy about The Simpsons and mm-hmm. its effect on families, and mm-hmm. this is actually a parody of the opening of Frankenstein, I believe, the original yes. Frankenstein ah, movie. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But that as a warning or something? Or? Yeah, a guy comes out and says, hey, this is really scary. It's Frankenstein. Dude, it was yeah. a complete gimmick, a bunch of horror movies. It, oh, yeah. It's awesome going look at the promotional arts. If you're, you're mystery science fans, the Screaming Skull, That's like, right. it opens <laughs> with like, we promise to give you a coffin if you die of fright during the screening of this film. It's about a skull and a fountain. A lot of William <laughs> William Castle, I believe, movies were about that gimmick. Like, oh, Bill. Uh, sorry, I didn't. Good old Bill. Well, so what is the plot of this one? Sorry. Well, three plots. Yeah, I mean, I got in the way of, day, of Bob. But it's more. It's the, the, it's, the tr- it kicks off a 
tradition that's mm, that's held, right it's, it, it is one of the only tradition the simpsons has yeah and this is the only one i believe to take place in a treehouse yes. keep in mind i've missed like the last 10 but uh i, I i'm pretty sure like the treehouse of horror m- motif was meant to just mm-hmm. explain like what's happening in this episode where the framing devices bart and lisa mm-hmm. are telling each other stories in this treehouse mm-hmm. and this episode actually has a few firsts i want to get to it's it's the first episode with music by alf clausen Wow. So this is the first time the Simpsons music sounds right. In the next episode, it won't because it's the first one recorded for uh-huh. this season. But it has really good music, and I think that's because Alf Clausen is doing the music for this episode. Hmm. And the, the next tradition we have is the tombstones, the humorous yes. tombstones, yeah. which I, will go away in, like, season five or six, I believe. I have them all. Ooh, okay. Um, Ezekiel Simpson, Ishmael Simpson, Cornelius versus Simpson, Garfield, the Grateful Dead, Casper, the Friendly Boy, uh, Elvis... <laughs> Your name here, Paul McCartney, disco, and violence on TV are the names in the headstones. Isn't that the one that bleeds, or the? Um, no, I mean, that's a later. I. It's hard for me to. I have so many of those ones mixed up in my head. Like next year, Marge's uh, warning to everybody is such a callback to this one, where she says, "Hey, you didn't nobody listen listened to me, to me last, last year. year. Yeah. You're not gonna listen <laughs> to me now." I just watched that, and they use the same animation. They just like recycle yeah. it, oh, wow. like through video effects. My favorite they, one is the, the the stupid TVMA stuff, like stabbing the censored. Oh yeah, like because yeah. I didn't realize that this it was pretty bold and kind of controversial that the, the, the writers, mm-hmm. one of the like I don't know where Sam Simon is credited as a writer. Uh, other than here, he is credited he's, as a writer in this episode. He's also in the next episode. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's co-credited with uh, uh, Schwartzwelder. But this one is also a weird production one because it had three... It was basically them making three mini-episodes together because it's three different directors That's right, on yeah. each one, and each one was written by a different person, too. Mm-hmm. I think they've said on the commentary is that soon they learn... After a few years, they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not... It's one director for a, 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 an episode, even the Halloween one, just and, to make it easier. And now they usually do it at the end of a season instead of at the in the middle of the production run of the current mm-hmm. season. That way, it's like we have all this time to edit and think about it and write because it won't be like airing for like seven months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's uh, no wait. scary names on this one either. No, no, there weren't. That's right. And I got to get this plug out. If you, I know we want to poo-poo Modern Simpsons, mm-hmm. the last episode of The Simpsons, we're recording this in a timely manner for once. Uh, the one that predates the new Treehouse of Horror is an excellent Halloween yeah. episode. It, it really is. I, I need. To, I think I need to watch it. Though. You it do. It, like, really I, it's a great Lisa episode. It. Uh, it's not a Treehouse. Yeah. They make reference to it. It's like, what are you going to do this week, Halloween? Homer? I don't know. We're going to be. Skinner's mom. We're going to the Treehouse. Skinner's mom is in Psycho, and mm-hmm. I think we're doing Muppet of Wizard of Oz. We're I'll be Fozzie. People yeah. love it. Is this called like? Is this called Halloween of Horror? Yes, it's okay. called Halloween yeah, of Horror, and it's like it. It has. The first, I, I don't think this, the Simpsons haven't done a lot of sincere stuff since the early seasons, but this is like a genuine scenario of terror. Okay, um, cool. Like a real good Halloween episode. And it's a full-length episode. It's got, makes really funny observations. I have not seen an episode made in the last 10 years I would call classic, yeah. but I've watched this one twice. I really like but it. But yeah, I mean, that episode is notable in that it's the first episode to really cover Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, we had, for a couple of years on the Treehouse of Horror episodes... Yeah. They would celebrate Halloween like before they told the yeah. next story, but it was you're yeah, right. Very they, 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 we've like, never had the opportunity to see like the Halloween festivities of Springfield for a full yeah. episode, mm-hmm. and I, I really liked it. Can't recommend it enough, especially to you, baby. I will watch it, and I will just spit my drink out. <laughs> well, and Nick Kroll is a guest on, and he's a great yeah. Guest. And like, cool. the, the guest stars are great. They play terrifying, like somewhat terrifying characters mm-hmm. with a little bit of humor. Obviously, so, what's interesting for me rewatching this one mm-hmm. was that. I forgot how, like, I don't want to say unexpected, but, like, disruptive almost this was. Like, mm. TV shows didn't do this, yeah. you know? And, and that it is was, true, yeah. It was out there for them to have these episodes that it feels so normal now. But this yeah. was an episode where 
this is like they're into their second unexpected season. Like, let's just do the weirdest crap we could do. Let's draw a giant alien. Let's let's have magic happen, and let's do a tour de force version of Edgar Allan Poe that is like a, an animator's delight. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think it's a really wonderful feat of television animation. To be completely honest, I think there's a bit of a caveat with these episodes that wouldn't happen with later episodes, where the families return to the status quo at the end of both segments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they return to mm-hmm. their normal state, but in the end of other Halloween episodes, like a character could die, or yeah, yeah. the end could be like tragic. Magic or they were humorously dark. Or get trapped in reality. Yeah. yeah. And as far as I read, that was intentional on the writers. They wanted to create a space for Halloween where continuity didn't matter and characters they could just kill characters. Yeah. And, mm, so and uh, we should mention these are really just super inspired by EC comics and oh, old man. horror comics, things like that. Yeah. And also uh, in this episode specifically, Twilight Zone, Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. So this is where the Simpsons are at their most referential. Like I think this is where the the, ref, the heavy references point. started. Yeah. yeah. yeah the on the sure. nose references. Yeah. Well, come bad, here. so. I guess let's start with the first one, Bad Dream House. Which I love. I really liked it, but it is... It can't pick its own thing. Like, Mm. it's like, now it's Poltergeist, now it's Amityville Horror, and, and then it... Kind of, it just kind of bounces back and forth. I do know? think they have less time to work with because they, they need an entire setup, yeah. which is yeah. longer than the other setups for the other stories. No, commercial breaks were shorter back then. That is true. Yeah. But, oh, here was one of my favorite jokes from the uh, Bad Dream House. was So I had never seen Amityville Horror or Poltergeist before this. And so once I saw Poltergeist, I just wanted to see it just for the vortex scene to, to have it match up <laughs> yes. with the vortex in this. Ooh, I just love it. vortex. Catch! Mm-hmm. <laughs> It looks like a vortex way into another dimension. Ooh, a vortex. Hey, did it. Catch! <laughs> love that sound. Hey, pretty slick. So, I, I don't know. I love that scene, just the little boop sound it made. <laughs> well, just, yeah. I think this is a little kid that might have been the first time I heard the word vortex, mm-hmm. and I used to keep a dictionary next to the television, <laughs> and I go look stuff <laughs> up, and. <sighs> I really do. I love this episode so much. I know every line of it verbatim. No, I yeah the it was so violent too like all the blood dripping mm. off the walls yeah I remember it it being like uh, I don't know if I was ready for it I didn't like run out of the room but when the Simpsons start grabbing all the knives and, yeah. and like about or about to murder each other that was like a legitimately like wh- they're going this far kind of moment when I was a yeah. kid yeah I was just like die. wow and I think die. I would use that phrase when like die. I was pretending to be angry die die <laughs> everybody die even Maggie gets a knife yes yeah no I know it's not the last time no it's I. I I really liked too the bit where Bart thought that's I think one of my favorite jokes of the episode was Bart thinking that it was his conscience. Yeah. All against you, Bart. You must kill them all. They all must die. Are you my conscience? I. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, just the I like that the I like that the ghost house can roll with it and. They slowly build up his humor in there, but it's yeah. it's kind of funny. They have James Earl Jones playing multiple roles yep. in this episode, but he plays just the a mover, man. yeah, with, with two <laughs> lines. But he doesn't play the house, which I think would be much more appropriate. Yeah. I, lo- I love Harry Shearer's uh, delivery in this, especially I, when he's talking about the things he's going to do to them, yes. like yeah. something oh, really like gross. Yeah, sorry. With blood, <laughs> you will die. You will die slowly. Your stomach will swell. Your intestines will rise and boil. Your eyes will burst and some horrible stuff. Possibly your brain will start coming out through your nose. Shut up! Quit trying to push us around! Stop saying those horrible things! 
show some manners. I, I, I thought that was a big moment, too, because March had never shown that much fire yeah, on the yeah. show to that point. Yeah, either. and she's like, I, I can't believe I'm shaking. I've never been this mad in my life. <laughs> there, there's a joke in this that I believe was cut out for syndication because it's like it feels like the first time mm-hmm. I've seen this. It's a... Uh, they find out the house is, buried, is set on an ancient near arrow ground, and uh, he was like, uh, Homer's like, they never told me this. And then he calls the guy, uh, and it turns uh, out... Oh, like this? Yeah, oh, got it. Mr. Plote, Homer Simpson here. When you Please. sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground! No, you didn't! <laughs> well, that's not my recollection. <laughs> Yeah, well, all right, goodbye. <laughs> he says he mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> yeah. That is like a I, uh, Homer joke you could have in like season six or seven. Yeah. Like it's yeah. that I, like, I remember real stupid. That my dad lost his shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's like a Bob Newhart joke, too, yeah. just the idea of one side of a telephone conversation. Oh, it's so good. And this overall, this is. <laughs> Mr. Flute's a great name, too. But yeah. the, overall, this episode is just such a great, like, tour de force for Dan Castellaneta. Oh, for real. sure, yeah. Yeah, he gets to freak out. Wonderful, gets... wonderful range in that, dude. Yeah, yeah. This, I miss this Homer. Like, this Homer is one of the best they had in this mm. one. And, and the resolution for this is kind of weird, where it's like the house decides it would rather not live with the yeah. Simpsons than, you know, exist at all, you know? Yeah, so. it, that just felt like an ending that they just kind of shrugged their shoulders like, we gotta stop. And yeah. like, all right, he kills himself when they decide to stay. I don't think the Simpsons did anything particularly bad mm-hmm. or anything, no, or like yeah. showed so showed any kind of like uh, dysfunction. And just, yeah. I guess, the house could see things coming. And it was kind of common well, commentary they, like, they're the worst family. Yeah. Yeah. They're the worst family, but then like, he, I, he mentioned, he clearly said every scary thing you could possibly do. Him and Marge is shaking from anger. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe I'm not. I can't push this family around. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that visual joke too. I love when Marge says like, ah, "We're getting out of here," and then their their jackets are just like zipped to uh, magically. Like, yeah. Whoop, and then I was like, "No, no, no! Come on, let's just sleep on." Because I think a, a modern, more modern Simpsons joke would be like flash forward to years later in the house living together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. I, I, I taped Dynasty for you, or it just would have killed them all. Like, yeah, it just end with all their deaths. Like that's the thing too. None of them get to die there's not much grievous harm actually happens to the simpsons in this yeah, one there will be a lot more deaths in future years no maggie walking around with a knife still feels like something like iffy back then like oh, yeah. wow yeah, I can't, I, but on? i can't fully verbalize it but as a nine-year-old kid this was captivating mm-hmm. oh yeah. like a no show had ever done anything like this before i still i still am astonished what the simpsons get away with mm-hmm. on regular television yeah. for their halloween episodes like it just doesn't matter to disembowel somebody yeah. on yeah. camera Oh, one more bad Dreamhouse sound effect I wanted to burn off is this one. Okay, boy. Let's see you talk yourself out of this one. Uh, just so, like, Homer thinks that he... Homer seems to think that Bart was doing that somehow. The one thing Bart couldn't have done himself... <laughs> when he was floating and being strangled by a lamp? Is yeah, that what was happening? And yeah. Then, and then Homer's just like, ah, explain your way out of this one, boy. I finally got you. Uh, let's move on to the, another one. I love this one. Yeah, this one is called... Uh, Hungry or the Dam? Sorry, I was reading the original like Hungry Twilight Zone episode, which I watched recently. I did too for the first to time. To serve man is the to name serve, of the man. serve man, and yeah. then, isn't it awesome that in the Twilight Zone episode the aliens speak telepathically and have large foreheads, 
like itchy in a much later episode. Oh, yeah. where they, that's right. They yeah, mentally yeah. communicate and tear them apart with their minds. Like that is exactly the that is exactly the Twilight Zone character and, from To Serve Man. And he's also played by Ega, Richard Keel. Yeah, yes. Oh yes, my yes, god, yeah. I forgot that. But um, to just to explain things really quick, in the Twilight Zone episode, uh, these aliens land and they're like, "We can bring you all this great stuff, and we have all these cures. We've we've solved hunger. We've solved you know war. Just come with us on our ship." And in the end, it turns out they're going to eat the humans. Uh, all the humans that go aboard the it ship. It is in retrospect. Very stupid. It is, really. Because they hand them a manual, and it's like, well, once you figure out this manual, like, we'll put our best code breakers on it. And they have, mm. well, we got the title. It's called To Serve Man. And then later in the episode, it's, it's a cookbook! <laughs> it's a cookbook! Like, it's... why would the aliens hand you their plan and how to cook yeah. you? I guess it's like, well, you're too stupid to figure this out, so we're just going to rub it in. I guess. No, yeah. I love... At the end, they do just look like big bullies, because he, yeah. he just slams the door. Yeah, shut. it's like... You're going on this road trip whether you like it no, or not. I, yeah, that's that's what I... This was my favorite of the three because yeah, it's so... It's it's a specific takedown of a terrible... Of, of a twist-type writing. That's like, right, yeah. It's, 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 it's a very writerly sketch of just an overly nerdy writer saying... Uh, this this twist is stupid, or let, mm-hmm. and they and so they instead so overly telegraph. They it. lay it on so thick. And one thing I totally forgot is the reason why the space aliens are always drooling mm-hmm. is because it's implied they want to eat the Simpsons. Yeah. So yeah. they never stop drooling. And in this episode, they even like add sound effects to the drool. You don't hear those again in the future. Yeah, that I always the drool grossed me out so because, much as a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's disgusting. And they drool, drool a lot more. You can more. even hear it on James Earl Jones. Like, yeah, he's like his well, mouth is stupidly frothy. And yeah, you mean James Earl. <laughs> Jones as Sarak the Preparer? Eatlings, take all you want, but eat all you take. Oh, thank you very much, mister. To pronounce it correctly, I would have to pull out your tongue. <laughs> so would he come back no. the next year? Or? His only appearance, he was, No, no, he was back in the the shinning one, the one with the shin. Yeah, yeah, he this shows is up indeed one more a disturbing time. universe. As Maggie, yeah. yeah, he's one of the, he's him and Liz Taylor got to Oh, voice but this Maggie. is the only appearance of Sarek the Preparer. Yeah, yeah, yeah he it was the, always Kang and Kodos. He should have been the independent vote in that uh, presidential episode. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, nerd voice, but he says you, you'd have to tear out your tongue to prepare it, and then later they say, he, or to say his name, and they just say, yeah, it's Sarek. Sarek mm. slaved all day for you. Um, my my big nerdy gripe? Mm. Look, I don't mind that Lisa doesn't eat vegetarian. That has not been established yet. She's That's not right. vegetarian. I refuse to believe a young kid's favorite food is fried shrimp. That is that is absolutely impossible. Lena, absolutely not Lena. Lisa's kind of sophisticated, though. You know, I think she might yeah. fried. It's so good. Just thinking about it makes me want to fucking vomit. I didn't get a clip of that, but I loved Marge's reaction to like radish rosettes. Those these are hard. These are hard to yeah. make. Mm-hmm. Hard she's to make. she's she's impressed by the craftsmanship. So just like in the Twilight Zone episodes, they they show the Simpsons like all of the advanced technology, but then they get to the uh, the <laughs> one piece of thing that is not advanced. Do you have that clip, Henry? And over here is our crowning achievement of technology, an electronic version of what you call table tennis. Your primitive paddles have been replaced by an electronic... Hey, that's just Pong. Get with the times, man. Marge and I played that old game before we were married. Well, we did build this spaceship, you know. Anyone from a species that has mastered intergalactic travel, raise your hand. And Bart raises his hand, right? Yeah, that's like, that's like, Sideshow Mel is an alien or something. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, God. And also, Maggie's sucking is so loud yeah. in yeah. every scene in this. But I, I want to go back to the beginning just because I have, as an observation, is this is this kind of the first Homer is fat joke when he's being levitated? Yeah. 
Like, the, uh, they, but not I, just not just fat, but like the fattest person in Springfield. Yeah, I mean, they made fat jokes plenty of times, but yeah. it's like this is like in, absurdly fat, absurdly like, fat uh, joke. Yeah, like a UFO cannot lift him. And I could not read what the fuck was on because uh, another one of my dad and I's favorite gags was the barbecue grill. They the eventually revisited that. Yeah, uh, and then. Also, this is the first time I ever heard anybody say the word bitchin' on television. Mm. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And, but also, could you read what's on Homer's apron? A uh, mafia staff apron. Oh, see, I, I didn't get I could that not read joke it. Yet. Yeah. I didn't oh. either. There was a lot of moth because there were a lot of like uh, high profile mafia trials at the time. Like oh, it was a joke. Oh, like okay. like uh, your bumper sticker would say "mafia staff car" and your T shirt would be like oh. "mafia bodyguard" or oh, like I you know like all about yeah. That. So, dumb. It is really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I also remember as a kid thinking like that. Yeah, Pong is so old. And now, even thinking that, like, in 1992, like, oh, Pong is so old in 1992. We're talking about Super Mario World, man. Sonic <laughs> I think 2. I think they'd be showing Bar- uh, The Simpsons like a Dreamcast game or something. Yeah. Like, like this is it. called Sonic Adventure. We present to you Halo 3. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much of a bad kid Bart is? Is that he'll lie just to, like, who's invented space travel? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so this so is cool. one the that H- I... The HBO line, by the way, also. Like, we get channels from all over. Do you get HBO? Of course not. That would cost extra. <laughs> I, I love, too, the joke... Um, I oh, know. So th- I knew this from the commentaries, other commentaries, not this one. Mm. That was something that um, George Meyer would do in the meeting room at, at the table reads. Somebody would say, oh, this new album by this person sucks. Mm-hmm. He'd say, like, oh, this new album by Madonna sucks. She's, she's terrible. And they'd say, anyone who's sold multiple platinum records, raise your hand. <laughs> I thought so. This is invoking Worthington's law. That, it does sound like an obnoxious <laughs> thing to constantly do. I might steal it. <laughs> <laughs> to just kill, to kill any conversation. Yes. So how is this episode wrapped up? Uh, Lisa, oh, okay. oh, we have yeah. the book, whole, the whole book thing. Do you have a clip for that, Henry? Uh, well, so she discovers the book and she presents it. So she doesn't say that it says to serve humans. Wait a minute. Ah! <gasps> Wait, there's still more space dust on here. <laughs> I just thought, there's still more space dust I, on here. Yeah, that's one of those things I never noticed. That is like uh, the first taste of really modern, hyper-advanced Simpsons writing, where it's like they're going to yeah. hang a lantern on what they've been doing the entire time, and it's great. I know, that's such an advanced joke that mm-hmm. for them to do, of just like, uh, if, uh, there's still more, we're still going to keep blowing on this thing, like, for... How to cook humans, how to cook, cook 40, 40 humans, humans. Yeah. how to cook <clears throat> four 40, 40 humans. humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I believe there was going to be an, a joke at the end before the episode changed. It was going to be called How to Cook for 40 Humans and Then Eat Them. But I guess they went with the original <laughs> non-twist ending. That would kill the yeah. end. Yeah, it, it's such a... It, it's such a great undercutting of the whole thing. And they also bring up, I think on the commentary, they say, the way they act the entire time before this reveal... Mm-hmm. If they're not going to eat them, doesn't make a yeah. single bit of sense. <laughs> because they they are weighing them like in the Twilight Zone episode, and they're super yeah. impressed by how much weight Homer's gaining. And like, it's like your wife is quite a dish. Yeah. <laughs> but then their reaction is so great too. I love it. I love you. The... Yeah. They thought we were going to eat them. <laughs> Good God! Is this some kind of joke? <laughs> no, they're serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love how hurt they're he is. serious. <laughs> And so they they make Sarek the preparer cry yes. and uh, <laughs> slaved all day for you. I slaved and for days for you people. And well, if you wanted to make Sarek the preparer cry, mission accomplished. <laughs> you aren't the only beings who, who have emotions, you know. 
Daniel uh, Jones yeah. really tries that's hard. That's Darth that fucking one. Vader. Yeah, yeah, it feels like he's, he like gargled raw eggs I or know, something. It's like, but really makes it a go bass in that voice. So viscous. That, yeah. yeah, it's just or that he has like Marlon Brando style tissue in his mouth. Yeah. So uh, it's basically Lisa's fault that they are just brought back to Earth and they don't get to experience the, the amazing planet where they'll experience so many greater emotions and feelings that they ever will at, on Earth. We offered you paradise. You would have experienced emotions a hundred times greater than what you call love and a thousand times greater than what you call fun. You would have been treated like gods and lived forever in beauty. But now, because of your distrustful nature... That can never be. Hmm. For a superior race, they really rub it in. <laughs> I like that that Marge got that joke line, yep. too. Yeah. She was the one who got to say it. And that is also just a commentary on weird science and all those mm-hmm. types of things that would end with a twist of like, well, I guess you don't get to have everything. We would have done it all, but you showed your distrust. And then just having the human finally say like, yeah, right, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get the moral, thank you. Yeah, please. And I did also get... Hold my fist in the air and ain't damn Koreans because Marge's pearls are white and that's uh, no reason yeah. they couldn't recolor it. It was too late. They, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also speaking of bad animation mm-hmm. when the aliens show up, that zoom in on Lisa reacting like yeah. it's Lisa's weird. Slack it's a shot. shot. Yeah, it's like blue screen or something. It's just ba- it's, it's supposed to be bad, rack shot. Yeah. I think it's like a, a video effects mm-hmm. mesh with animation. Work. Yeah, it's they do that, that like early on sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You can see, like uh, Brad Bird was the executive consultant, so mm-hmm. I think he's the guy. He's the guy I always attribute like weird camera angle to and like visual references to uh, other films. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to blame Brad Bird for that. And <laughs> the next segment has tons of oh. weird camera angles. It's it only is only animation. And right? special guest no uh, writer Edgar Allan Poe. And that is the <laughs> the Raven. And here, okay, let me establish it is something. The entirety of the Raven. Exactly. I think it's like The Simpsons is in this space where it's like we need to we need to give a disclaimer because we're this edgy show that people think is trash. But here is something <laughs> we're going to do to redeem ourselves. Yeah. We're going to be literary. We're still going to play and have fun with this idea of, the, of, of you know reciting this poem but we're going to do something artsy like something artsy and interesting with animation and yeah. not be lowbrow you know in which they, they I think they do on occasion in ways that don't really get appreciated I do I love the couch gag stuff that is kind of the Simpsons celebrating the art of animation right. in is a it, way the show doesn't do very often. Well, not anymore. But uh, yeah, but and this uh, is a David Silverman one, right? That's right. Yeah, he's going crazy in this one, and it is yeah. beautiful, especially considering the limitations he was working under and just how it, how how early it was in the Simpsons like yeah. uh, timeline. You know, yeah, the camera spins around. There's so many like different angles. And, yeah, and I, and, I don't and only visual jokes. I wish I had technical terms to teach animation to, to convey it to animation fans how hard that was you can't really zoom in on a cell very well without losing a lot of uh, quality and just today you have artifacting but you just why is lisa's line like eight inches thick yeah around, so they can't do that so when the camera pans around a room it means someone just drew this giant yeah. picture of like a room a super long it's like when yeah. you have a, an iphone or you're taking a landscape photo when you're like yeah. moving it all the way that that, mm-hmm. that long image is like it's basically so cool. what the and background I, is i'll always argue the reason why simpsons looks weird today is because they don't do any of that anymore yeah. it's like two people walking into frame three quarters front very stagey. It is and very like Family Guy-ish. It, it like, is. Proscenium staging. It is. Like and that. I think that's, that was the hallmark of what Simpsons was not If I have any complaint about modern Simpsons, go back to doing things like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, and th- but this, be honest. Be honest. Is this the first time you've ever heard of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven? As a kid? Oh, As yeah. Kid. This was the first time. it was for me. I, I'd never heard of Edgar Allan Poe to that point. Because I was like Dave and like, yeah, he's boring. And then my, you know, <laughs> fucking study literature and like, uh, had to read The Raven like eight times. 
and then seeing like, wow, wow, why did they do that? That is such a cool thing to do to celebrate this little odd poem in, in, on The Simpsons. That is so neat. Yeah, and it made it famous. I, uh, so my, I have not a make it famous. Was that uh, a... It made it more famous. <laughs> to I think it did make, it, make more kids aware of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I both loved and hated the Raven section, and it, and the thing that I hated about it was. I wish they had just gone whole hog, but they kept inserting these lines from Bart and Lisa that just undercut the whole thing just because yes. I think they were worried children would be bored. I think yeah. so, It's too. six minutes. Yeah. Like, just it's get, really short. You don't need Bart and Lisa talking for six whole minutes. And those jokes that they say aren't really worth saving or worth no. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them just feel so inserted into it after the fact. So right. this, I have this clip I call Everything Good and Bad About the Raven. <laughs> don't I crest be shorn and shaven, thou? I said. I sure no. Raven, grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me, tell me what thy lordly name is on the nice plutonian shore. Quoth the raven. Eat my shorts. Bart, stop it. He says never more, and that's all he'll ever say. Okay, okay. (laughs) See, that's again, Lisa's mad at him for the reasons I'm mad. Yeah, it's like, like, shut up, Bart. He's also interrupting. You're right. As a kid, though, did you feel that way? As as a a nine-year-old, yes, but you watched it as a 32-year-old adult, David. (laughs) Come on, I'm still as I'm still as unimpressed. It's just like, Uh, I uh, never really read the poem. It's just, it doesn't work for me. Dan Castellano's performance in this is really good. He's so good. Maybe for the clip, but um, like, I, I feel like he's he's finding the the current Homer voice by by yeah. just like having to fluctuate so much through different emotions yeah. with this yeah, poem. Homer feels when I watched the episode that follows this one, I was like, oh, it feels like Homer's taking a step back again. And yeah. now, and now you you know mentioned earlier that it was a different recording order, but yeah, I put this as like I think this might be some of my favorite acting by it's Homer. Some of the ever. best acting from Dan Castellaneta of all time. Don't be that word outside of parting, murder fiend! I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night Plutonian shore! No, leave no black plume as a token of the lie. <laughs> Thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from off my heart and take thy farm from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. If you know anything about voice acting, it's extremely hard to stay in character while Dude. screaming and singing. In, but and also, when he goes like, "I didn't want to make that like even longer that clip," but he goes like, "Quaff, a quaff," like just him saying "quaff" is. And then, having read the, the the Raven, is this is not my reading of the character, mm-hmm. so I think that's why I also give Castellan more credit because like this is. I feel like an original performance. It is like a very sullen character who's yeah. like just drowning in his own sorrows, but but it, it's Homer reacting to the same situation yeah. with the Homer attitude, yeah. which makes it. Uh, I think it makes it find more out fun. More, look up the Raven, Christopher Walken on YouTube. Oh yeah, the best yeah. readings of it. And, and that Silverman is really going like these are classic Homerisms by Silverman. Like he's moving his fingers a lot. He's he uh, do, moves his arm so much in his gesticulation, yeah. of especially that get thy house. Out there are some house. super David Silverman drawings in this and episode. The and then, Shore. And then very briefly, I think to entertain kids again, they just turn it. It becomes a loony. To, it becomes like a Tweety Bird cartoon for about yeah. forty seconds. Yeah, and, that's kind of the weakest part of this episode, but uh, or this segment, I think. But I think uh, it was again, they were just worried about kids. They're like, we can't bore these. Not about kids. Uh, I think it's about the average audience. Like they didn't like want da- people like Dave. Because my, my <laughs> reading of the character, like when is like a, a guy terrified um, with. Like a guy, a guy who's kind of trembling with terror when yeah. he's yelling at the Raven. When I read, the, but not Castaneda's take, which is why I, I love it so much. I did like the also the in joke or the visual joke of like forgotten lore. He's, mm. and he, he, there's a book just on his 
stomach says Forgotten Lore Volume 4. Oh, right, yeah. There are a lot of visual jokes that play with the, the yeah, words yeah, of the poem. I believe Lost the Raven. Lenore, which is Marge and her hair's on what? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that, I love it. That and was my favorite the, part of it. Like, this. the Raven also attacks home with other poems by Edgar Allan Poe that now comprise entire heavy books. Must have been like large print. So that kind of ends the episode. It ends on an understated line that I like. Bart says, that's not scary even for a poem. So, uh, <laughs> And this is, this is what the one that ends up scaring Homer. Because mm-hmm. like Bart's like, that's not scary. I was mad that Homer got, as a kid, I was like, eh, those are scary. Homer should not be scared. And it seemed like Homer was the only one in the family trick-or-treating, which is great because yeah. he's like a 38-year-old man. I yeah. have to assume they trick-or-treated, Bart and Lisa trick-or-treated earlier. And this yeah. is just them hanging. Having, having read a ton of this, a ton of horror literature from that era... Uh, it's not very scary by like seriously like someone being lost in the woods that was a horror story in the 1800s <laughs> that's how most people died either that or tuberculosis but again to people like Dave mm-hmm. imagine a bird who flies in your house and says one word mm-hmm. when you're contemplating the death of your wife it is it is very it is very terrifying it's a terrifying scenario kind of undercut by a couple of Simpsons gags but I love this I love this, by the way. Not to, not to plug anything, but yes, you can support us, lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, you can buy on Amazon. They don't have all Simpsons episodes streaming. In fact, pathetically few. But you can buy Treehouse of Horror packs. Yeah, and I oh, disappear okay. into them every... They're very... They're low-priced, given given what they're like, they're giving you, and it's usually like five to seven Treehouse of Horror episodes, and there's three volumes of it. Mm-hmm. And you can just buy Treehouse of Horror episodes digitally. What, well, do people have a favorite line? Um, I don't know. Do you... <laughs> That's the joke. Uh, definitely, I, I I loved... I already played it, but him going like, No, they're serious. <laughs> How hurt that fucking alien is. They built interstellar travel, but never never imagined yeah. being offended by, <laughs> by the emotional sensitive. humans. There, there was this inserted line uh, that I was talking about how much I hate the Raven lines that Bart and Lisa say, but I do like this one. Wait a minute. That's a look. Don't worry, Bart. You won't learn anything. <laughs> yeah, just that. I like that book. You won't learn anything. It's Mine was the line about the space dust. It's like, oh, yeah, there's yeah. more space there's dust. There's still more that, space that, dust. But again, that's one of the things, like, I never... I do know this episode pretty verbatim. Like, I can... I remember I was turning away and, like, I'm still reading it in my head. <laughs> and space dust is one of those things, like, I just pick up. Oh, man. Yeah. That's there's, great. Yeah, I like the... Uh, I like later Halloween episodes more, mm. just because they get they get bigger and bigger and more ambitious and bloodier too, and more specific in their parodies of just no, this is just simply The Shining, right? Uh, but there was something quaint about this one I loved, and also the uh, the the to serve man one was just yeah. so funny, just such mm-hmm. a great. I love old fifties horror comic stuff like that, mm-hmm. and for them to just do such a great parody of how they do that, I think they do, they do that. Pretty well every year. Even if yeah. you think you've a, you don't like The Simpsons anymore, always check out the Treehouse. Or mm-hmm. I'll say this: I think it's one of the crowning pieces of human culture, American <laughs> cultural achievement. It is the Treehouse. I love them so much. I really do. Like, yeah, I don't no, think we have any more other like televised Halloween traditions outside yeah, of like yeah. uh, Charlie Brown, Pumpkin, yeah, Great it, Pumpkin. It's so fucking cool, and like their only job every year is to shock and scare you and maybe make you laugh a little mm-hmm. bit. But like the laughter kind of takes a side. Like it, it, I don't know. It has to sit, sit at the side for a second for ingenuity and weirdness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that about the Simpsons Halloween uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes. So yeah, that was the Treehouse of Horror. Uh, it was awesome, guys. Thanks for joining us. And as for me, I am Bob Servo on Twitter. Also, please listen to Retronauts, the classic gaming podcast. All these guys have been on it, and you will like it too. Uh, any other plugs for us? Yeah, Laser Time, baby. Um, I forget what's going up this week, but we've been doing a bunch of Halloween stuff all week. Halloween comfort food. 
uh, classic horror theme song quizzes, and I forget the other one. What do we do? Evil kids. Evil, oh, evil talk kids. About evil <laughs> kids. <laughs> evil. Yeah, lasertimepodcast.com. Um, I don't know. We don't have any other Simpsons features up this week, uh, but I've been writing way too much about Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah, but again, if you if you like this, you haven't heard the first season. Get on the Patreon. You can listen to the Patreon. whole all these for the first season. Mm-hmm. The whole first season, thirteen episodes await you for the low cost of five bucks. And we write so many cool things on the site. And I wrote an article about why Spider Man is the biggest Mets fan around. <laughs> I did not know that. And uh, cheap podcast. Uh, that podcast has old man stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week with a Mr. Burns episode later. Mm-hmm.